I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today what we're doing is we're continuing on our series on what we call the seven deadly sins of nutrition. Now, if you're new to the show, if you're just tuning in for the first time, for years I've been doing a series of talks called the seven deadly sins of nutrition. The seven foods that you want to cut back or cut out of your diet. And those seven foods are alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener. Now, I know collectively you're thinking, well, that's my whole diet. If I can't eat alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, I'm going to starve. Well, that's not true. There, I'm guessing there's about 120,000 foods that you can eat that don't include alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. And if you can cut back or cut down or cut out those seven foods, that's the one big step that you can take to taking control of your health from a nutritional standpoint. Again, you have to have a nervous system uh, functioning normally and a digestive system functioning normally. But the third leg is nutrition, and that's the one you have control over. So cutting back on the seven deadly sins is going to be really important if your goal is to get well and stay well. So today we're going to be discussing sugar. Now we talk about, uh, we're going to talk about some of the many reasons why it's one of the seven deadly sins. So let's dive right into sugar. A little later on, later in the show, I'm going to give you a list of exactly what you need to look out for when trying to cut out sugar. Because the thing is this, sugar has a lot of different names. It's just like artificial sweetener has different names. And uh, monosodium glutamate has different names. And so instead of calling something monosodium glutamate, we might call it autolyzed yeast, hydrolyzed vegetable protein. Same thing with sugar. Sugar has a lot of sneaky names. So you're reading the ingredients, you say, well, it doesn't say sugar. It says fructose or high fructose corn syrup or maltose or dextrose. Okay, well, I don't know what that is, so I guess it's okay. Not the case. Excessive sugar is a primary cause in countless chronic diseases. The excessive amount of this stealth or hidden sugar in processed foods is quite literally become the backbone that supports the American disease care business. Now, I always say, if you have insurance, you don't have health insurance. You have sick insurance. You don't use it if you're healthy. So when we talk about health care in the United States, it's not health care. It's sick care. And sugar is really the big driving force behind a lot of this. According to a, a research institute study in, in 2013, sugar consumption, it's called sugar consumption at a crossroads, up to 40% of U.S. health care expenditures are from diseases directly related to the overconsumption of sugar. Wow. 40%. That's almost half of all U.S. healthcare expenditures is directly or indirectly related to sugar. So if there's one thing you want to cut out, the most toxic one is artificial sweetener, but it's not as widely used as sugar. But you got to cut out that sugar, folks. Is it hard? Yes. We're going to talk about why it's hard to cut it out and then how to do it. A major problem with processed foods is when you look at the label, you really have no way of knowing how much sugar is just in the food and how much is kind of thrown in there. Even foods that are typically considered healthy can contain shocking amounts of added sugar or fructose. Anything that ends in OSE, by the way, is a sugar. Fructose, glucose, maltose, galactose. So fructose is a big one. And typically, uh, the things that are high in fructose are labeled as high fructose corn syrup. We'll talk about why that's bad in a second. Clinical trials have shown that those who consume 
high fructose corn syrup tend to develop higher risk factors for cardiovascular disease within as little as two weeks. So if I had to pick out the worst culprit amount of sugar among all the sugars, it would be the fructose. Now it's important to distinguish between natural food-based sugars versus added sugars. For example, a small serving of plain yogurt has about seven grams of sugar in the form of something called lactose. Now that's a fruit-flavored yogurt. When you start adding fruit flavor to it, on the other hand, contains 19 grams of sugar, 12 grams of which is added. So this equates to eating, if you eat a small cup of plain yogurt, uh, that's, okay. that's one thing. If you add the sugar to it, it's like adding a bowl of frosted flakes to it, cor frosted corn flakes to it. So imagine that if you had a, a bowl, of, a small thing of plain yogurt, and then you added a whole bunch of frosted uh, cereal to it, you wouldn't do that. Yet if you just add that, that fruit to it, it's really not fruit, it's mostly sugar. So you got to start thinking about where's this sugar coming from? The low fat craze, that became a big issue because when food industry started removing fat, they put in lots of sugar. And without fat or sugar, food is pretty much boring. So sugar is the primary driver of chronic inflammation and related health problems. And every disease known to man has an inflammatory component. Things like obesity, diabetes, heart disease. So by removing fat and adding sugar, the processed food industry created a smorgasbord of other diseases, aside from just fat. So besides enormous amounts of sugar, processed foods are also loaded with ingredients that have been banned in other countries. Things like trans fat, artificial sweeteners, genetically modified ingredients, glyphosate, which is a weed killer. If you go to a grocery store in another country, let's say in Europe, and I was just in Europe a few weeks ago, and you go to the grocery store, about 80% of the products you find in the United States, you can't find in a lot of other countries, most other countries, because they've been banned. So if you want to get a can of soda, even if it's a brand that you like, and you go into a country that's banned things like uh, genetically modified food, which I think is great. I wish everyone would do it. And you go into that country, you might find that same brand of soda, but it, it's going to taste different because it's sweetened with sugar, not high fructose corn syrup. And in fact, uh, there's a, a, a museum, I guess, for lack of a better word, in Atlanta, and it, it pays homage to all different types of the same brand of soda all around the world. And you can go at the end of the, end of the tour and you could taste different sodas from different parts of the world. Same soda, different parts of the world, it tastes different because they use different sweeteners. They take out the high fructose corn syrup, which is oftentimes made with genetically modified corn, and they add plain old sugar to it. Now, even plain old sugar, White table sugar is 50% fructose, 50% glucose. The way this works, your body uses glucose as a fuel. So if I eat glucose, it goes into my cells and my brain and my body uses as energy. If I put in fructose, the body can't use fructose. It has to convert the fructose into glucose, the usable form of sugar we have. And in the process, it can create something called uric acid. Now uric acid gets in your joints and it hurts. Now, as a chiropractor and a pain management expert, when patients come to our offices, we work very diligently to get you out of pain. And if we gave you the best chiropractic care in the world, if you had the best medical service in the world or the best surgery in the world to relieve your pain, and you're eating a lot of fructose, it's building up uric acid, that can get in the joints and aggravate the pain and slow down the healing process. That's not the worst part. Fructose creates uric acid. Uric acid prevents the body from producing something called nitric oxide. Nitric oxide opens up your blood vessels. It's a vaso, meaning vessel dilator, opens up your blood vessels. 
And so one of the most popular products we have on our website, drjoe.com, is Dr. Joe's nitric oxide support because it opens up your blood vessels. It can help with lowering blood pressure. It can help with uh, romantic function, brain function, because it increases circulation. So why is that such a popular product? Because as we get older, our nitric oxide levels drop, absolutely. And so it's good. I take it every day, as a matter of fact. But if you're doing a lot of fructose, it's going to affect your circulation because it's, not gonna, it's gonna sh slow down your production of nitric oxide. So we can sell you a nitric oxide to open up your blood vessels. I would rather you cut back on your fructose and take the nitric oxide support, you get a double whammy. So fructose is a bad thing on so many different levels and too much of it causes something called fatty liver. If we have time, we'll talk about that too. So a lot of soft drinks not only contain fructose, they contain caffeine, which is a mild diuretic, which makes you what? Urinate. So therefore you're flushing water out of your system. Now, soda often contains up to 55 uh, milligrams of salt. And when you take salt in and, ex and excrete water, you get thirsty. So the reason why soda contains so much sugar is oftentimes to cover up the salt. Because we want to get the salt in there, if I'm a soda manufacturer, I want to get the salt in there so you get thirsty. So what do you do? You drink more soda. So now manufacturers know what they're doing and it's very specific because uh, it's made so that you want to buy more. That's capitalism at its finest. If you buy more, it's their business strategy. Now, I'm a capitalist. I think it's great that we can go out and make a living. However, you also need to know the facts so then you can make a decision. If you want to drink soda, that's your decision. I support that decision. However, if you're wondering why you drink one soda and then you get thirsty, you want to drink more, now you know. It's a diuretic and a salt in it. Unfortunately, it's business strategy but it's not doing good for customers. It's not doing good for you to consumer from a health standpoint. Adding insult to injury, soda, sugar has also been found to be addictive. Some people say up to eight times as addictive as cocaine because it stimulates the pleasure centers in your brain, the dopamine areas of the brain. And when dopamine is released, you get high. So you're thirsty and you drank soda, so you feel good when you drink it. So what do you wanna do? You wanna drink more of it. It's just good business. I don't think it's a good idea for health, but it's your call. This also ensures that you stay hooked on these processed foods and sweet drinks because you're getting high from them. The main problem with sugar and processed fructose in particular is the fact that your liver has a very limited capacity to metabolize it. You can safely metabolize about six tea teaspoons of sugar a day. The average American consumes about 22 teaspoons of added sugar a day. So stop and think about how little six teaspoons is. Now, not much when you think about how much sugar people are eating. That's a can of soda. A can of soda has nine teaspoons of sugar. So if you have one can of soda, that's all the added sugar you should eat for an entire day. And chances are, if you're drinking soda, you're eating other things loaded with sugar. And then the liver has to metabolize it. We talked about it creates uric acid. Uric acid prevents nitric oxide production. But that excess sugar is metabolized into fat. And the way it works is like this. You eat sugar. It's broken down to glucose or it already is glucose. And the cells use it as fuel. Once the cells are all filled up, they can't take any more sugar. The body then has to convert that sugar into something. It can't just leave it in the blood or else you have diabetes, high blood sugar. So your body stores that glucose as something called glycogen. Glycogen is the reserve tank of glucose that we have that the body uses once all the, cell, the cells have used up its glucose stores. Once all the cells are filled up with sugar, once all the glycogen stores are filled up, you're still eating sugar, what happens? The body sends it back to the liver converts it into triglycerides, where it is then stored as fat. 
So this is why sugar makes you fat. Your body can't handle too much sugar in the blood. Sugar is an acid, and the blood has to stay at a certain level of <clears throat> acid and alkalinity called pH. And your pH, you want to be right around 7. That's a number that we have in the blood. And if it goes too low, it becomes acidic. So the body has to get that sugar out of the blood as quickly as possible. And that's why if you're a diabetic and your body isn't utilizing sugar pro properly, sugar can build up and it's an acid. It can eat away at your blood vessels. And that's why diabetics have circulatory problems. And this could even lead to amputation or death. So keeping that sugar in the blood under control is important. Now, it's the insulin job. The pancreas releases insulin. Insulin goes into the cells and acts like a key. It opens up the cell and allows sugar in. Once the cells are all filled up, the cells say, listen, I can't take any more sugar. If you put it in here, it's going to kill me. So the cells resist insulin from doing its job. It's called insulin resistance, also known as type 2 diabetes. And so the cells become resistant to insulin. They don't want insulin anymore opening them up and dumping more sugar in there. So now the blood sugar raises, and now you have high blood sugar. And so now you have type 2 diabetes. So what do we do? We give you more insulin. And that insulin is trying to force the cells to open up and let the sugar in. The problem is that this, the pro with type 2 diabetes, it's too much sugar, not too little insulin. So remember that. And this is for everybody. You want to bring down that excess sugar level so your body doesn't produce a lot of insulin, so you don't have the insulin resistance, so it doesn't have to turn the glucose into glycogen and then eventually triglycerides to get it stored as fat. That's why we have fat. So if we have body fat, and it leads to all sorts of chronic metabolic illnesses that we struggle with, including, but not limited to, type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, hypertension, high blood pressure, dementia, cancer. According to a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, Americans get on average 350 calories a day from added sugar in their diet. This equates to about 22 teaspoons of sugar, that's what we talked about earlier, which amounts to 25% of the average American's caloric intake. So we're getting a lot of calories from the sugar. Now, in this study, people consume 21% or more of their daily calories in the form of sugar, 21% is not a lot, were twice as likely to die from heart disease compared to those who got 7% or less from added sugar. Now, the risk was nearly triple among those who consumed 25% or more of their daily, daily calories from sugar, and that's approximately 10% of Americans, and 10% of Americans consume added sugars at this triple, triple risk level. And that's a lot, and I'm amazed. I'm fascinated when I watch people eat, and I'm thinking, how do you survive? I went to a party a couple of weeks ago, and every, you know, of course, I brought my veggie dogs, and I had um, uh, uh, vegetables with me, and other people were eating hot dogs and sausages and hamburgers and bread, and I said, okay, that's bad. And then they had potato chips and pretzels, that's bad. And then they broke out the booze. And boy, that booze is loaded with sugar. And it's funny because I'm sitting there and talking to people my age, who, by the way, look a lot older than I do. And they're talking about retiring from their third heart, heart attack. And they've got diabetes. And one guy had a global amnesia. He couldn't remember anything. And so his wife brought him to the hospital and they checked him out. And it came back again. His memory came back. Unknown cause. But his diet is horrible. So everybody there, 
talked about their health problems, especially to me, of course. They go, Dr. Joe, let me tell you about my problems. And I heard every problem known to man from prostate issues to colon issues to heart attacks to global amnesia to obesity uh, to uh, infertility and sterility and erectile dysfunction. It just went on and on and on and on. And I thought, wow, you're sitting here eating a hamburger, drinking shots and beer and telling me of health problems. It's pretty clear to me where it's coming from. So four grams of sugar, we talked about 25 grams being like the high, high end of anything you should ever do. Four grams of sugar is the equivalent of about one teaspoon of sugar. So I strongly recommend you're, you're limiting your fructose intake, fructose especially, to 25 grams or less of that source. That's including natural fruits, sugars like fruit sugar. That's what fructose is, it's a fruit sugar. But if you're eating fruit, so that equates to about six teaspoons of sugar a day. If you're among the 80% majority who have insulin or leptin resistance, remember we talked about insulin resistance, the body can't utilize insulin. The body also has something called leptin resistance. Leptin is a hormone produced in your stomach and in your fat cells, and it goes into a part of your brain called the hypothalamus, and it says, I'm full, stop eating. So if we're fat, the body's producing a lot of leptin. I used to be fat, so I can say the F word. So your body's fat, producing a lot of leptin, or you're eating a lot of food, stomach's producing a lot of leptin, it's going into the hypothalamus and saying, okay, stop eating, you've had enough. If you keep producing this stuff, the hypothalamus says, I, can't, I don't even want to listen to you anymore. You're the boy that cried wolf. I'm not going to believe you when you tell me that you're full, so I'm going to maintain the hunger sensation. And this is why when you're overweight, you keep eating. And I used to be overweight. I know what it's like to sit at a buffet and go, wow, I'm going to finish this buffet. Or I look at overweight people now at the grocery store, and it's funny, here's a rule I have. Go to the grocery store. Look for somebody, don't let them see this because you'll get arrested for stalking. Look for somebody who has a build or physique that you want to look like. Follow them around, and whatever they put in their grocery cart, you put in your grocery cart. And it's easy to say. You see healthy, thin people, and they're putting hummus and celery and broccoli and cucumbers and frozen veggies and berries. And then you see somebody who's overweight, and they're putting uh, cakes and cookies and donuts and breads and pastas. It's not a secret why we're sick. We just have to accept the fact that I got to cut back the sugar. And it's hard because the first three days without sugar, you're going to go nuts. I'm craving sugar. I want sugar. I have to have sugar. Now, there's a supplement we have at our office. It's not on our website, but it's at the office. It's called Gymnema. Gymnema helps stabilize blood sugar. So if you're serious about wanting to do this, and don't take it haphazardly. Don't even waste your money. It's not that expensive. But if you're serious about wanting to break the sugar habit, I recommend Gymnema, and you take it two or three times a day, and that's going to help stabilize the blood sugar. It's going to help cut down on the cravings. But if you have this insulin resistance or this leptin resistance, you might, have, you might be obese, be diabetic, high blood pressure. You might be taking statin drugs. How many people take statin drugs? Another conversation at this party the other day. I take statin drugs, like five people. Statin drugs prevent your body from producing cholesterol. That's how it works. So your cholesterol levels drop. From a scientific standpoint, that sounds like a good idea. However, the same enzyme that produces cholesterol produces CoQ10, coenzyme Q10. And CoQ10 gets into the cells and generates energy. It makes the mitochondria produce energy. So that's why when people take statin drugs, they get tired all the time. And because you're not just not producing the CoQ10. So I would recommend straighten out your diet. Chances are your cholesterol is going to drop anyway, and you won't need the statin drugs. But if you are taking statin drugs, I do recommend... Talk to your pharmacist or talk to your doctor, but I recommend you take coenzyme Q10 as a supplement. Relatively inexpensive, and it's amazing how it gets those, the mitochondria working again. 
And then you have some energy. So what do you do? You get out and start exercising, start eating better so you can lower your cholesterol. So hopefully you don't have to take the statin drugs. So you'd be wise to restrict your total fructose consumption to as little as 15 grams a day until you're normalized with the insulin and the leptin. But here's the thing. Once you do it, you're not going to want to go back to 25 grams of fructose a day. And every day, I've done nutrition consultations for 35 years now, on the phone, on the internet, in person, without patients. And people say, Dr. Joe, I could never become a vegan. Okay, did I ever ask you to become a vegan? No, okay. Dr. Joe, I could never give up my, you fill in the blank. Breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, coffee, whatever it is. I said, okay, do this. Play my game for 30 days. I'd love to see him do it 60 days, but I'll give him 30 days. Play my game for 30 days. If I'm wrong, so what? I'm wrong. I lied to you. My first man ever lied to you. But if I'm right, which I am, then you'll say, I can do this. This is amazing. Why didn't I do this sooner? And if you don't know what to eat, go to my website, drjoe.com. First thing you type in in the search bar is the seven deadly sins of nutrition. And we give you the seven deadly sins of nutrition. Then type in, so what can I eat? That's the second uh, audio I want you to listen to. First one's a video, second one's an audio. And it's going to tell you what not to eat, and it's going to tell you what to eat. If you're a reader, we have two books on a website that I've written, Prescription for Extreme Health, and um, um, uh, the other book, uh, I can't think of the name of it now. It tells you how to eat, eating right for the health of it. it. Took me a second there. I didn't want to say the bad word. Eating right for the health of it. And that tells you what you can eat. So we have the books there if you're a reader. We have the audios and videos if, you, if you're auditory, if you're visual. Learn these things. Take care of yourself. I promise you it's the best investment you'll ever make is in your health. And cutting back to sugar is going to be huge. And even hospitals. This drives me insane. Hospitals are notoriously ignorant about the metabolic damage caused by sugar and processed foods. Even cancer hospitals serving high-processed, high-carb foods to their patients. Despite the fact, science clearly shows that sugar can feed cancer cells. Cancer cells need glucose in order to function. And carbohydrates turn into glucose in your body. Now, in order to starve your cancer cells, you have to eliminate its primary food source, which is what? Sugar. Now, sugar is included in non-vegetable carbohydrates. That's what we're shooting for. There was actually, 1934, a Nobel Prize was awarded uh, in the research of cancer cells. It clearly demonstrated cancer cells require more sugar to thrive. Unfortunately, very few doctors and even oncologists <clears throat> excuse me, appreciate and apply this knowledge. Cut out the sugar. It's not rocket science. It's Nobel Prize science, but it's not rocket science. Latest World Cancer Report. It was issued by the World Health Organization. It predicts worldwide cancer rates to rise by 57% in the next two decades. But the report also notes that half of all cancers are preventable. This is the report saying it clearly and can be avoided if current medical knowledge is applied. We have the knowledge. We don't need any more research. We need to stop doing what we already know, which is cutting back the bad foods. And this includes, in their list of known cancer prevention strategies, is cutting back on sugar. Now, I firmly believe that reducing sugar and processed food consumption is part and parcel to the long-term answer. Even in terms of treatment, cancer has been shown to respond to diet alone. Now, if you go to a, a, what we call a ketogenic diet, I don't recommend this diet, by the way. It's not something I recommend. But if you have cancer or if you have seizures, it's something that seems to work. So it's, it's high in fats, low in sugar. It's been shown to reverse cancer in many cases. I don't like the high fat component of that because that's not good for you either. But if I have cancer, I'm going to do everything I can to beat the cancer. 
And the easiest thing to do is cut back on the sugars. So it's very exciting. The research being done in this area, it can be very useful in addressing the underlying insulin resistance. Again, we talked about that earlier. Now, if you're just tuning in, we're covering a lot of information on sugar today. This show is on my website, drjoe.com. So just go to drjoe.com. You can type in sugar. The show will come up. And you can watch it or listen to it. Depends if you're audio, auditory or visual. And it's going to give you a lot of information because I throw out a lot of science and I don't want to get you confused. I just want you to maybe listen to it over and over again. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling, if you've ever been in a car accident, stop suffering needlessly. Go to our website. Make an appointment right now. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge in the Atlanta area. We want to be your doctors. So again, the website is drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app.